Welcome back to Legit Bat Podcast. We got kind of a full house tonight, and uh, sorry for anybody who tried to tune in to Planet Retard earlier. I don't know what's going on with my computer, but it wanted to open 35 tabs on my internet browser at a time, and it freaked my computer out, and it just shut down like a little snowflake. So I don't know what's going on, but we'll try to figure it out, because I plan on doing Planet Retard every Friday, and it'll be free on the free feed, and the video will be on Rockfin. So that's kind of the message I wanted to do earlier when my computer took a giant shit on me so we're gonna take two tomorrow though take two yes because we have a lot of cool stories i wanted to talk about and it just kind of took the motivation out of me when my computer decided to dookie on me so i think it's because there was a tab in there i found an old story from 2021 that was all about how covid was definitely not leaked from a lab in wuhan china and it mm -hmm. took me so long of combing through the dead internet to find this article because everything now is talking about how it was most likely leaked from a lab. Um, so we gotta find those old ar articles though <laughs> to, to prove our point. Yes, you know. to save articles, email them to yourself and then take screenshots of them just in case the link goes well, dead. And the left is doing the left thing where they'll say something if you point it out, you're an asshole. And then when they reverse it and you point it out, you're still an asshole. So it's like for all the people that are like, it's probably from a lab in China. They're like, oh, you can't say that. And then later on, you know, a couple of years later, oh, so uh, we've been able to confirm that it's from a lab in China. And you're like, that's what we've been saying. They're like, no, you guys knew. Don't make it a big deal. Don't worry about because it. China's a really big deal now. There's the spy balloon. They want Americans to hate China. They're just trying to create more polarity. So, of course, they're going to be like, yeah. oh, it's probably leaked from a lab in China. Now, it doesn't matter. They can use it. Yeah. In. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean it's the old saying now it's an old saying now as of like three years ago but that it's six months to a year before conspiracies come true so all, all we have to do is wait it out really you don't even have to worry about it just say what we know is true and then six months later we'll be like yes yes thank you we remember when we said that yes and i hate doing that and being like i finally told you so you know but i mean sometimes you have to you gotta <laughs> You got to do it. Push it in their face sometimes. Otherwise, they won't remember. Anyway, if it's your first time listening, I'm Joe. Jen is with me. Ben is here. Yay, Ben's here. And I'm trying different, uh, different audio stuff this episode. So hopefully this works out good and my computer doesn't flip out again. But our guests tonight are Drew from You're Missing the Point and Josh Monday from the Josh Monday uh, Christian in Conspiracy Podcast. Can't forget that bit. And uh, Josh has been on before. He's one of our first maybe five episodes I think we did. And ironically yeah. enough, the first time we had him on was about this exact topic we're going to talk about. But I, I wanted to get Drew in here too. And then it just so happened that they met each other for the first time. So that works out too. But what we're talking about is a certain, certain little thing that happened in Connecticut at a certain school. And I'm not going to like uh, censor you guys saying the actual name. I'm just, we'll keep it to a minimum, you know, but uh, the reason is because the certain school, the certain event that happened there, uh, Alex Jones just got sued for a shitload of money for literally making sounds with his mouth. That's what he got yeah. sued for, is for his opinion and saying things that they thought were very offensive. And so now he's getting sued into fucking oblivion. Believe as much of that as you want to. I don't know. They're probably all actors as well. But what we're talking about <laughs> is a school shooting that has been under a lot of scrutiny and for good fucking reason. And what we're doing tonight is we're not saying this is what happened or... Or I'm not, at least. I'm not saying this is what happened or this is what you should believe or don't sue me. I am saying that. What we're trying to do is show what the mainstream narrative was 
and what we're made to believe and what is still pushed right now versus some facts and evidence that we're going to show tonight that show pretty much something wonky went on at the very least. So Drew, let's start with you. Introduce yourself and your show, and then we'll get into this. Yeah, I'm Drew Misson from your Missing the Point podcast. You can find me on the, all the usual podcatchers. Um, jumped on board for this one because I recently put out a Port Arthur episode, which has a lot of similarities with what happened with this specific school. Um, a lot of inconsistencies, but like I said with my episode, I've got to preface this show with there are very real victims involved. And there's a lot of trauma that goes around with it. So we have to be mindful that there are people that have lost loved ones and we need to be sympathetic to what's happened to them and try and empathize with what pain they've gone through. So as much as we want to talk about some of the inconsistencies and the potential truths about this, we do need to keep in mind that there are people that have gone through loss in this. Right. And that, I mean, that happens with everything. And I also wanted to kind of clarify that false flag or psyop does not mean something that didn't happen. A false flag or a psyop is something that could have very well happened, just probably not in the way we're told, and for not the uh, not for the uh, you know end game agenda that we're being told either. So, a false flag just means something that happened um, in a different light than we're told it happened. I guess exactly. It's like nine eleven. It's we're not saying that you know forty five hundred people didn't die, and that people had to deal with that. It's just saying that maybe there are other ramifications to it that we should be aware of. It's just showing that the government doesn't care about civilian casualties in any way, shape or form, but they definitely happen. Right. Right. That's what uh, what blows my mind, Ben, that you can talk about 9-11 until the cows come home, but you mentioned this one particular school and it's working on eggshells. Well, that one's been so long ago now that it's kind of dead and buried. And if you even question it, they've, they've, driven it home so much that you look like a fucking kook if you even question it that they're not even worried about think, it because they're like I think eh, on eh, that 11 denier particular subject they they knew they they made a slam dunk with it for a long time i mean whether you know we're, we're still talking especially now we've had this massive revival talking about the jfk files and it's like we're still talking about that and that by many yeah. accounts uh <laughs> have Oliver Stone, one of our friends from FKN, Corey Hughes, the bi- they, they'll both say like it's the biggest thing that has happened in American history and not because of the event itself, but because of what surrounded it. It's like, yeah, we can question all these things. I think the whole thing with what we're going to be talking about tonight is the fact that it's one of uh, it had a very, very solid narrative against the American public from the inside and i think that that is where the issue is because how they labeled 9-11 maybe labeling isn't the right word but how 9-11 went down it was foreign attacking us this was domestic and i don't think that they want that questioned because of the victims involved and because of the narrative that is attached to it that they were trying to drive by using it and uh, I think right. it was ben, ben Shapiro said on Piers Morgan, right after all this happened, you're standing on the graves of these victims as a platform to drive home a point that you want to drive. And uh, yeah, especially when you have kids involved, it's a goddamn right. tragedy what happened to these poor children. And yeah. no one dismisses that. But if we start to live in a world where you can't talk about events that have happened and you have to push it out of the, the public mindset, 
you're not actually addressing the issue. If this was right. a really troubled person that decided to go murder innocent children, we need to talk about it and remember it so we can prevent it from happening in the future. Oh my God. Right. I just yep. got Josh's joke about getting his AR-15. Holy fuck. I had no uh, idea where we were going. With- okay. I Hang on. Before <laughs> we get any further with this though, Josh hasn't even introduced himself or his I, show yet. So go dude, for it. I know when I do shows, I like people to just like let people talk and I don't want to be because dude, I will talk forever. So I just like, all right, if they introduce me, then they're going to let me do it. Let's go. Now I, my take on this, I mean, honestly, when I first did your show, I was just like, you know what? I mean, I honestly just thought it was Sandy hoax. 100%. Now at this point it's it's kind of hard it's 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 really difficult. I have kids now. I got 3 kids mm-hmm. now when I did the show before I didn't have any kids. So it still tugs at my heart, but there's just inconsistencies of the story. There's there there, there are parents that that I didn't see one tear. Uh there's a lot of stuff for me that I just don't buy it at at all and there's inconsistencies of the story that don't even have to be there that are created. And then they get redacted and then they get created, then they get redacted. There's a lot of stuff. Um, I would like to go over the official timeline first, if that's okay with Drew and you guys. Perfect. Uh, that's that exactly way you guys... how I was going to start it. But okay. Josh Monday, Josh Monday, Christian Conspiracy Podcast. You can find oh, him. Sorry. Podcast <laughs> yeah. players, YouTube, everything. No, I'll do it for you. Josh Monday, <laughs> no. Christian and Conspiracy Podcast. And then my YouTube is Josh Monday Music and Podcast. I'm a Christian rapper, devoted husband, father, and an army veteran. And I love podcasting and I love all you guys and I love God. That is my number Perfect. one thing. Now, here yeah, we you go. read so, my mind though, dude. That's exactly what I was going to do is start with lay down the official narrative first so that we can get a basis for what you're going to be talking about. Don't okay, skip so, a beat. Let's get that timeline. Okay. So it says, this is a timeline from my favorite news station, CNN. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, this is from it. CNN. So this is just going to be an official one. And then I have like a kind of detailed one as well that, uh, that we'll get into. Okay. So that we can like pick it apart. Uh, so it says at an unknown time, 20 year old Adam Lanza kills mother Nancy 52 with the 22 caliber Savage Mark 11 rifle. Lanza then drives his mother car, mother's car to Sandy Hook Elementary, about five miles away. Let's note he passed like five or six other elementary schools before he went to this one. Okay. That's an interesting thing. At approximately 9.30 a.m., Lanza drives uh, at Sandy Hook Elementary, a school of about 700 students. The principal, Don Hawksburg, had installed a new security system that required every visitor to ring the front door entrance doorbell for admittance. It says that Lanza shoots his way through the entrance. Um, I'm going to stop there real quick. You guys need to understand he had full body armor. He also had clips around his waist. He had a AR, a Bushmaster um, model XM15 E2S rifle, and he had two handguns. Now, did he have them strapped to his leg? Did he have those leg uh, holsters? I have no idea where he had the two handguns. But he's. they said that he shot a hole into the window, right? And then he went through the window into the, sto- the school. Um, okay, we'll, we'll keep on going. So I want to make real, sure. Real quick question. Do we know what level of body armor he had on? Because I feel like that's important. I don't know what level of body armor, but he's only six feet tall and 120 pounds. And imagine shooting. Okay. I'm going to tell you, I've had full body armor on. I've traveled with not with two handguns, but with the AR 15. And I, and it's very hard to travel like this. And it's probably hard to get into a window. I think it was 42 by 36 is how big the, the, the hole in the window. Think about the windows at a school though. They're not going to be the kind of windows that you shoot through and they all just break. 
They're going to be the type of glass, especially at an elementary school, that if you break it, it's going to stay together, right? Because it's going to have to have laminated on each side. So he's probably had to push through that part pretty tough. And it would be tough, actually, to kind of fit a six-foot guy through that hole anyways. But they said he pushed through, okay? So when you're talking about it falling off, you're talking about more like a uh, car windshield, how it has the it's just gonna, it's gonna sh- the layers. It's shatterproof. So that it, yeah, it's yeah. shatterproof, okay? okay. Glass, yeah. And we, we also have... Sorry, Josh, we also have to talk about like the Bushmaster makes, if you're a person who's so inclined and, and a horrible individual who wants to commit a, these types of horrible crimes, a Bushmaster XM15E2S uh, AR variant is a choice that you'd use, as well as the Glocks. What doesn't make sense is taking a 22LR Bush um, Savage bolt action rifle. Why would At you all. take that? At all. Oh, he didn't take that, though. Okay. That was in the trunk, though. That's not what you're talking about, Drew? Oh, okay. Yeah. That was in the trunk, but they did say the shotgun was in the school at first. The cops said that, but then it got redacted and said because they found it on live TV or whatever that, that it was actually in the trunk. Is that is that what you're referring to, Andrew? Yeah, yeah. Drew? Sorry. Okay, so all right, we'll keep going. On the security system that's installed, this is top-notch security system, right? It doesn't record. So I would I would ask them a question also. Why would you buy a top-notch security system that doesn't record? Do you have a security guard constantly watching the cameras at all time? Why would there be cameras at all if you don't have somebody watching the cameras at all time? And if they're not recording, that's 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 worthless. Why would you do that? Well, that should have been recorded. Oh, if definitely the not recording part is very interesting, but the fact that you, um, Australian schools may be very different, but we do have security footage in our schools. They they are recording, but we don't actively have security guards. So. I oh, can understand no. them recording and not having I was something to say. It's one or the other, though. It's yeah, one, it the other. one or the other. You have a security, a security room with people that are watching live cameras all the time, or you have a non-security room recording with, what's been happening. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And usually they're motion sensor so that they aren't, you know, holding up the DVD or the DVR space. It's one of the you other. Just age yourself. <laughs> Shut up. So okay, so we got to understand that. Okay, so it should be one or the other. If not, there's pointless to have a security system because that's that's just it's it doesn't make sense. Now he had a mask on. He has this full body armor. He has this gun. He's got two, and he's just this little skinny kid that they said they. Well, I don't. I, I'll get into that a little bit later. I don't want to get too much in that part. So okay, so he enters uh, through the window. It says it says Hosberg and school psychologist Mary uh, Sherlock step out uh, to the hall to see what is going on and are followed by Vice Principal Natalie Hammond. Hotsburg and Sherlock are killed and Hammond is injured, it says. The first 911 calls to police are made approximately 9.30 a.m. The police first responders arrive approximately five minutes later. The police actually sat outside for another five minutes. That's not in this part, but that's they sat out there for another five minutes. Now, who knows? Maybe the police were putting together a plan. I have no idea, but they waited another five minutes while people were supposedly getting killed inside. Landa, Lanza enters the classroom of substitute teacher Lauren Russo. Lanza kills 14 children as well as Russo and a teacher's aide. He then enters the classroom of teacher Victoria Soto. Now, that first one was building nine, and then this one is building 10. It says he uh, he then enters the classroom of Victoria Soto. Six children in the room as well are killed. Six children in the room as well. Soto and a teacher's aide. And then, and then it says Lanza dies by suicide in the same classroom. Uh, ending the rampage in less than 11 minutes okay so that's the official story from cnn that's the quick version all right josh i'm going to ask a question because yes sir the interesting thing about this whole series of events is because it's so far beyond the time of it happening there's a lot of misinformation on the internet and there's a lot that's been scrubbed we know that that happens 
Yeah. My understanding as a teacher, and if this event ever took place within my school, the first moment you realize something's going on as a teacher, you go into lockdown. You lock your classroom door and you barricade it and you hide children under desks and tables somewhere else away from any visible windows or doors. Is this ever said to have happened at the school? Um, no, actually, they, they said that they, well, let me just tell you this. They, what they said is that they, they did barricade children in some classrooms. Okay. It did happen. Some of the teachers said, one of the teachers actually said that they took all of her students and put them into the bathroom, 15 students. Here's the interesting part. The bathroom was only three feet by two feet with a toilet. So how do you fit 15 children into a bathroom? I'm going to ask you as a teacher, can you fit 15 children into a bathroom? Definitely not. End for end. Okay. The, the issue this is, is that this is a school of six to 700 students, right? Yeah. My school, yeah. Has five, my school has 500 students. And I know the numbers of cl- have how many students per classroom. You stack them in like sardines. So the yeah. fact that supposedly, well, yeah. okay, let's say it did happen, 26 people injured uh, with, uh, was it 26 in total, 20 children and six employees. You would yes. think of a school with 700 odd people in it, the rate of injury would be very high because there would be people caught in the crossfire and wounded consequently, and the number of deaths would be much higher. It seems like a very strange number of what happened. Yes, I agree. It does. It, it's, it, it is strange uh, how it happened. And also, uh, why would you have body armor, body armor on if you're just going to end up committing suicide anyways? Um, and uh, yeah, so there, there's just... Some some of the story is just a little weird too because he's six feet tall, 120 pounds. I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, there's probably some females in the military that do carry body armor and they're okay, but that's going to be very tough for him to do. And as soon as you start shooting, when I go shooting at the range, um, I have I have uh, stuff covering my ears, you know, stuff like that. Because what happens is when you start shooting, especially in a room like that, it's going to really it's going to mess up your your senses and everything because it's, i mean can you imagine first of all let's think You're about deaf it for at least a couple minutes it, like that's flash banging yourself people don't realize when they see in the movie somebody shooting indoors and they're just like bop, 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 bop. no oh, you're you're done for a little bit like it rings you're gonna be ringing it's going to be going crazy also think about this they said that this gentleman killed his own mother Okay. Which is, which is, that's, that's, I've seen people, I mean, I've seen stories of people doing that. Yes. Think about it though. He kills his own mother and then he goes and drives to a school and just starts murdering everybody in there. To me, that part is just, it's like, okay, if you kill your own mother, you're going to be going crazy. Okay. You're going to be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened. Um, unless you're like, uh, unless you're just complete psycho, but Total he kills his own mother. Yeah has no problem with that. And then he goes to the school and dude, when you, when people are in Afghanistan or if they're in Iraq or they're in Vietnam, if they have to kill children, that is something that, that it's just, that's probably, that's probably unfathomable, but even Mexican mafia, even if you think about Italian mafia, they have a code, do not kill the children. People get murked in jail because they kill children. That's something you just don't do. So for him to just easily go into a school and, and they try to make him sound crazy. Uh, he changed his uh, socks 20 times a day. He washed his hands 20 times a day. But can you imagine if he, if he was so clean, why would he want to go out and, and with brain matter all over himself and blood all over himself, that would make him feel disgusting. Is that the way he wanted to die? He does. He likes he's to be so clean. He didn't get COVID, dude. He was just trying to be safe <laughs> and save grandma. Oh, no, shit. He shot grandma. Well, there was clearly something so, psychologically wrong with him. I can see, just to play devil's advocate for a second, I'm not saying this really happened or he's a real person or whatever, but 
in the event it was real, someone who could easily kill their mother could then very well drive to a school, kill a bunch of kids in the height of that moment. You know, they, he probably peaked at some point and then realized, okay, well, I'm definitely either going to be killed by police or I can kill myself. And maybe then he chose to end it. Yeah, it, it makes sense yeah. too. That, uh, like after you do something as horrendous as killing your own mother, that your brain kind of fractures a little bit. And then you go to, fuck it, let's go kill a bunch of kids. But like you said, the fact that he passed by several other schools in the way makes it seems like this school was targeted. But anyway, and, continue. With and, they create, and they created motives. They tried to say at first they said that that's that uh, his mom was a teacher at that school. There was some people that said she was a great kindergarten teacher. And there was this one lady that got interviewed. It was one of his classmates from when he was younger. And she said, yeah, his mom was a great kindergarten teacher. And then all of a sudden you find out she wasn't a teacher whatsoever. What they said is that she spent so much time at the school that Adam got jealous. So he wanted to go to school and kill all those people. But then they had to redact that. And then there was another thing they said. Um, uh let's see oh they said that a day before that adam lanza went to the school and he had an argument with four of the staff members which were the ones that he actually killed in the beginning but then they had to go and redact that as well so they, they try to create a motive when you are a detective what's the first thing you look for in a, in a murder you're looking for a motive if somebody dies like if, if you're um if your wife had passed away the first person they're going to look at is you uh, Joe, because you're going to think that you can't, there's got to be a motive there for you doing it. And then all of a sudden they would have to keep uh, eliminating suspects as they go because they try to find a motive. There is no, absolutely no motive whatsoever here. They try to create motives and they put it on the, on CNN and, and all these different radio, uh, news stations and people believed it, but then later on they have to redact it. And then the people don't know they redacted it because they don't even, nobody does any research. So then people think, well, Adam Lanza was mad at him because the mom was a school teacher or Adam Lanza was mad because he got in an argument with these people, but he didn't. That he, There's absolutely no motive for this whatsoever. And you got to have a motive when there's a murder I mean, or, or unless you're, you're just some random dude. We better be scared of everybody on earth if it's like that or a random person can just go and, that, and do something that like this. very well could be part of the, the thing there. Be scared of everybody on earth, you know, especially if they have a certain uh, virus or something. But Drew, do you, do you got anything to say about how far we've got so far? I don't know what you've researched. It looks like you've researched the parents a little bit more, and we can definitely get into those links that you sent. But I just Ooh. want to know if you have any comments. I got to break Josh off because he'll just keep going. Like <laughs> yeah, you said. He's a powerhouse, isn't he? He just keeps going like the Energizer <laughs> Bunny. Um, I'm sorry. I, that's okay. What I've noticed is that they definitely set up. And I'm not going to choose my words a bit more carefully. Adam Lanza is the perfect person on paper to commit such a horrible crime. Mm -hmm. They, like you said, they started putting in motives through the, through the media, but essentially you've got someone who's has Asperger's, uh, has suffered depression and anxiety and has a possessive compulsive disorder, like the washing hands and the sock changer type of thing on paper. He's the perfect person to commit one of these murderous acts without taking into consideration young children's lives. Like, for the most part, we would go, how could anyone bring themselves to kill small children? It's just, it's monstrous and barbaric. Well, that type of person has the capacity to do it. And that's what we need to keep in our mind as well. Once we move forward and we see some of the inconsistencies around what was happening. Now, I don't know if you can corroborate this, Josh, but supposedly there were 16 state troopers pre-positioned before the event happened. Did you come across this in your research at all? Well, I know that I came across 16 state troopers went through that window instead of going through the front door. 
they, there was already police inside. And those 16 troopers that he's speaking of, they said they went through the window in the police report. Why would you not just go through the front door that the other police just went through? They want to try to dramatize exactly. everything. They want to make it more dramatized. That's that's what they tried to do. There was, but um, which is uh, something the, a TV the, show does, not actual life. When there's a real life event that happens, it's usually not that dramatic. And very it's random. Kind of an anecdotal thing, but it's usually not that dramatic in real life. It's like this happened, this happened. It's actually kind of boring because uh, fiction <laughs> is more interesting than truth. So when you get something that's very interesting and dra- dramatized, like you're saying, it kind of that's suspect to me in itself, but anyway, it does I capture attention though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we have to consider that this 19 scraggly little kid who's six foot looks like a praying mantis mm-hmm. for the, the build and the strength to carry that body armor and the weapons he's carrying that requires training that requires yeah. practice to do so. Do we see anything in this guy's history or background that the media puts forward? He went to the range or he has yeah. uncles. Is there anything there that actually corroborates his ability they, to use these weapons. I'll tell you what, voted for all, Trump if it wasn't back then. But yeah, sorry, Josh. Go. All of the gun ranges around. There was reporters that 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 did the extra duty, and they asked all the all the gun ranges around, even the private ones, even the ones at people's houses, everything. They all said they have they've never seen him at any gun range at all. So the media wants to put out this guy's, uh, you know, whatever. Maybe the, maybe like a right wing out there shooting with his mom, always shooting, always shooting all the time, and that's he's just he's training, he's training. But you guys got to understand, three to 11 rounds in each child. That's what they said. Three to 11 rounds in each kid is how many bullets were, were put in these kids. He shot like 153 to 180 rounds in this place. They say 153 in, in the official story. Um, the way that that, that gentleman, the, the uh, uh, Carver was talking about, the guy that did the autopsy, it sounds like he said three to 11 in each victim. So if there's 26... That would be 260 if it was 10. If it was, if it, you know, if you do the math, it, it sounds like it's more than 153. But you got to think about three it. Three to so, 11 rounds in every kid, unless you're using a fully automatic weapon, that actually takes time to pull the trigger that many times on each kid. That's crazy. Like, and they said that, that he took the bodies, guns. and the police yeah. report said he took the bodies and brought them into the bathroom. It says he stacked the bodies in the bathroom and then blasted them in the bathroom. And then there was only one kid that lived in one room. And then in the other room, uh, he, he didn't do that. You know, so that, that's that's crazy. The amount of rounds that were being fired, there should have been people that were injured. And the fact that there weren't any injuries brings up red flags for me. That this was definitely people murdered and killed horribly, but it was oh. someone with expert training doing so. Yes. That's it's it's um let's see let's see I had some other stuff on here. But the um, weapons he was using weren't fully automatic, correct? They were standard semi-automatic. Yeah, not at all. The Bushmaster XM15 is the one of the original variants that the M4 carbine is based off of. Um mm. everybody, you know, you you it looks like your standard stereotypical video game and uh movie M16, it's got the M16 handle and the front sight that pops up. It looks like a basically a Vietnam War gun, um, but it's not any different than any other semi-automatic rifle that shoots a 223 or 5.56. The Glock, um, right, everybody knows what Glock that, is. The difference between a semi and fully auto. Fully, you just hold the trigger down and go to town. Uh, semi-auto, you got to click that trigger every time for every shot. So that yeah. does take time. So to spend the yes, time... 
that many bullets in each kid. And then and you got to re, and then you got to reload. You got to you well, pull the clip out, shoot 30, pull the clip out. And that, and the AR 15 jams all the time. The M four jams all the time. We, we jam and train all the time. So we none of them jam half a mag for each kid. That's ridiculous. You'd be reloading yeah. every fucking 10 well, seconds. And you know, I question how this kid had so many guns. I, I think mean, uh, they tried to go into that. I know that uh, the 22, I think it was uh, supposedly a family gun, if I remember right. The one thing yeah, I, I question. The... Okay, go so, ahead. I'm sorry. Sorry. The one thing I question as a teacher who has taught multiple children with his type of mental issues and the Asperger's and all these types of things, generally that coincides with an auditory sensory processing disorder where if he's firing off that many rounds in quick succession, his senses would have been overloaded to the point where he couldn't right. function. He would have been a blubbering mess. It doesn't oh, make good sense. Point. Yeah, no. because like, that would be shell shock. Anybody would be like that, bro. I'll tell anyone you, anybody would, would be some, like that. Some people with autism love loud sounds, though. Some people love it. Some some kids hate it. Some kids love it, though. Sometimes they have an obsession with it. So mm. I can't say that everyone with autism has the exact same response because their responses are all different to everything. Re yeah. Really quick, before you guys go farther into it, um, I decided just for shits and giggles to go on the Wikipedia page of the uh, Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting. And I'm looking at a few different things. Uh, one, the weapons that they're saying are used, there's only three of them. They do not list the shotgun, which Shotguns is bizarre. They only, but they do list the 22 bolt action as one of the weapons used. So they what? have the Bushmaster. Yeah, they that's have the what Glock, I had the confusion from. And they have the 22 LR Savage Mark II bolt action rifle. Those well, are the only those are the only weapons listed. Now, here's the crazy part. It lists on the Wikipedia page that motive is inconclusive. And it also says that litigation is a wrongful death lawsuit against Remington Arms settled for $73 million. But here's the thing. I haven't found anything that says Remington owns or is owned by Bushmaster, Glock, or Savage. Well, that's, oh yeah, that's interesting. And uh, I think the 22 was used to kill his mom. So I think that's why they put that in Got there it. because the 22 was actually found Ooh. in the trunk of the car. Now what they said, but there was a police officer that said he found the shotgun next to him when he committed suicide. And that's, and they, they actually said that they had to take that out of the uh, police report because they found it in the trunk. So I believe that that's why that's there. Okay. Um, there, there's also some interesting stuff. So here's inconsistency as well. So there was a, uh, the school nurse, she was interviewed on CNN. She said that, um, she said that Adam Lanza walked into her office and she was able to see his feet. At first she said they met eye to eye and then she ducked down and he let her live. And then he saw his, or his feet and then saw her walk away. And then they said, oh no, she only saw his feet come in. Right. And, and then she said she went into a closet locked herself in a closet and she and she said she was in there for four hours which means that she would have to be coming out at 115 okay this is an interview on 60 minutes she was saying this okay now think about this their SWAT went in there they cleared the whole entire building by 1050 a.m okay so do you think that they would have left a one closet uh un unseen or they, I'm sure they would have cleared the whole entire building and then mm -hmm. this lady said I was in there for four hours she was trying to create more drama i was locked in there just waiting and uh everybody yeah. that they asked i'm sorry what's up you think if there's a, a such a, a urgency around finding people and wounded people in a building like this is a school they'd be sweeping every room every nook and cranny and finding oh. everyone to have a nurse locked in a cupboard until 1 15 p.m doesn't pass the sniff test
Something no, smells definitely there. not. And and there's people watching. Oh my gosh, you were inside a closet. Oh my, are you okay? That just it creates more drama. Okay, this and is they what they do. right over that logical like roadblock there that they don't think about. Oh wait a minute, that doesn't make sense that she was in there for so long. They're just like, oh, you poor thing. Like the shit you must have gone through. Yeah, and that's exactly how they were and interviewing. But I got to think gonna... about it. When she said that, they probably said, "Oops, for sure. Oops, why did she say that?" <laughs> you know what ben? I mean? Four hours. That's too long. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. What were you saying, Ben? Um, oh, fuck. Hold on one second. Okay, here we go. Um, I can't find the date that it said they bought it. Unless it had to have been before the shooting. I'm I'm looking right now. But uh, the reason why they sued Remington was because Remington bought Bushmaster, and I I don't have oh. the date yet. But that's why is they're the parent entity of Bushmaster. Okay. I just wanted to correct that for anybody that's going to look at the details. Yeah, we're going to get <laughs> reviews on that one, dude. There's Jeez. something this this <laughs> event has in common with what Port Arthur had as well, that there were active drills of such events prior to it actually happening as well. Oh, that's right. There was active shooter drills at the school for this kind of same situation. Now, sure, schools in America, due to the events of history in the past 20, 30 years where kids have shot people in schools, they do those drills. It's like a fire drill thing now. They just do it. But it's still very suspect that it happened right before the event. That's, yeah, that's they a standing theme, though, with all of these crazy events that happen, whether it's the Boston bombings or anything else. There's almost always, if not always, a drill that happened either before or the day of that actual event happening. It's like the Boston bombings always come to mind because they- 9 11. While 9 11, they're saying they were doing military games the day of 9 11, bro. So right. you don't know whether it's real or it's not real. Same thing that Drew just brought up. Perfect point, bro. Because they do these drills to these kids. So you don't know if it's real or it's not real. There's some kids that were there that said, I heard it sounded like the custodians were dropping stuff in the closets. They didn't say, I heard 153 rounds going off. All you hear them say is it sounded like clink, 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 a uh, cupboard skinny busted and stuff like that. Um, you don't hear the kids going, oh, my God, you guys have no idea. There was there was blood everywhere. There was there was eh, eh, we don't do don't see right. any of that. No, it's, kids so that's an important point, though, that that people miss that aren't into looking at these things closely is that. I, I love the Boston bombing one because during the Boston bombing, they're literally over the loudspeaker saying this is a drill. Don't panic. This is a drill like you. It's out there that that happened in, but the people that were there will still swear that what they saw is what they saw because they were, I don't know what conditioned to see that, or they didn't hear that there was a drill going on or who knows. I wasn't fucking there. Ask somebody that was there, but that is something <laughs> it's, it's part of the larger picture that people don't look at when they're looking at something as highly emotional as this particular school, because they're like, it doesn't matter like that. They were doing the children, the children died though. Look, don't look at everything, anything else that was going on. And I think that's part of the misdirection, like a magician. Absolutely. Like, that's the there's always yeah. the main narrative is what they're trying to do. It's like event 201. There's always a drill before some giant event, and it's always to direct the public to care about a certain thing that they want us to care about. Exactly. And that's yeah. that's exactly what I was pointing out earlier, where this is such, so much more of a sensitive topic to question than 9-11, because this, in my opinion, and I'm theorizing, and again, this has nothing to do with the victims. But in my opinion, it has to do with that $73 million they got off of Remington and the statement they could make with AR-15s yet again in the United States as 
it being the bad guy, not not Adam Lanza, because as soon as you start dumping, oh, he was mentally ill. He had all these issues. What they're doing is they're taking the responsibility off of the shooter and they're placing it on the object that they can put it on an object and that the tool was available for somebody who is not at fault because he's mentally sick. That is okay. obviously fucked. just to clarify, Ben, just Josh, I'll let you go. Hang on. Just to clarify real quick, Ben <laughs> as AR-15 is just so everyone knows, assault rifle 15 caliber clip. Okay. 30 magazines. 30 clipazines <laughs> per second. A lot, Raffle. <laughs> okay, you talked about money. If we want to talk about money real quick, we could talk about money. You just said $70 million was given to them by by Remington, right? Uh, we also have $2.5 million sent to law enforcement. Okay. To every law enforcement that was there, $2.5 million are given. They split it up between the law enforcement that are there because they obviously saw this horrific scene. We got uh, seven, money to me. $7.1 million grant given to the first responders. So that's more money given to those. And the, and the, the EMTs never even went in the building. So I don't know who they were giving it to. Um, there was also $27 million raised uh, in charities. Okay. The state of Connecticut got $50 million to tear down Sandy Hook and then rebuild it. Uh, normally it costs about eight to 10 million. I'm not a building uh, person in any way, but they say it costs about eight to $10 billion, million to build an elementary school. They got 50 million. Okay. Um, and General Electric donated 15 million of that. Uh, okay. So also uh, each parent got $280,000 uh, by our taxpayer money given to each parent besides that 70 million, besides the 1 billion they're going to get from Alex Jones, besides all of the, um, uh, what's it called? All of the, um, you know, the Sandy hook promise.org. They got Jesse Lewis, Scarlet kid, uh, $2 million there. There's $32 million. All these different millions of dollars is, is, is sent to each of one of these things. So if in my mind, this is what they could do. Okay. Whether somebody died or not, what they could do is if you're going to be a part of this PSYOP, if it is a PSYOP, you guys could start all these organizations and you guys could keep the money, you know, and, and they got, I'm not, I'm not just saying this is an easy way to do it. Each one of the parents could start their own foundation, which they did. All of them did. They all started a foundation and people started sending money, $10 here, $20 here, $30 here, millions of dollars racked up. Okay. Now they, they say, I don't know what they were putting the money towards. Who knows? But think about it. This is an easy way for them to do it. If you want to be in on this PSYOP, you guys can all start a emilyparkerparent.org, whatever they want to start, and you guys can all keep the money, and you can sue whoever tries to say that you guys are, are telling a lie, like Alex Jones or like uh, Wolfgang Helbig or anybody. And all the money that they got is just hush money. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that that's what happened. This is all just theorizing, but there's money here uh, in the millions. Like I'm talking like 120, 130 million dollars sitting there in these dot orgs. And every single right. time Sandy Hook happens, they put a commercial up on the Super Bowl, whatever, some kind of uh, and you know safe and sound dot org. Those those right. millions are are things that no, you're fine. <laughs> those millions are the thing uh, the numbers we are you know publicly led to know about who knows what goes on behind the scenes there could be way more money than that this is just the money that's out there publicly available for you to know about so you know there could be way more who knows can i just go back back a little bit and mention what wayne carver the coroner said in regards to the bodies of the children yes sir So there's what the media put out was that they didn't want to show the bodies of the children to the parents out of um, respect. They didn't want to show the horrible state. Yeah, okay, cool. That might be the process. 
But this is a direct quote from Wayne Carver. Uh, we did not bring the bodies and families into contact. We took the pictures of them, um, of their facial features. We, uh, uh, it's easier on families when you do that. Uh, there is a, a time and a place that up close and personal in the grieving process is too much. But to accomplish this, we thought we would do it best this way around. You can sort of, uh, you can control the situation depending on the photographer. <laughs> and I have a very good photographer. Uh, uh. Yes. He was a psycho. I wish we had a clip of that guy. He's like, he's like, so what did they give you guys? He's like, they gave us this thing. And he just starts laughing. Dude, dude, that guy is just, uh, okay. Dr. Wayne Carver. Okay. He just talked, he brought him up and it's crazy because I just got to him on my notes. So here's another thing that they did. Okay. They passed a bill before Sandy Hook happened that all pediatric autopsy reports, pediatric meaning children, uh, autopsy reports will be unavailable to the public and death certificates. The medical examiner uh, was so adamant about getting this passed. He said he would resign if they don't pass it. Then a separate bill of that information on the child homicide be unavailable to the public. So two bills that he got passed before the Sandy Hook shooting even happened. So what you do is you make sure you hide the death certificates and you hide the autopsy reports so that the public cannot see them. So this has already been placed before the Sandy Hook even happened. So you guys got to understand that. So that's he's 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 that's called uh setting up like you know it's basically like setting up uh everything before the uh, event actually happens so i think that's another thing we got to look into he also I, I said call that uh setting up something before it happens i think that's called conspiracy i could be wrong <laughs> i'll probably get fined for saying that but drew go well, ahead continue. He, he also said early on that i hope the people of newton don't have it crash on their heads later yes what's yes. he crashing on the heads that? right now mm. <laughs> yeah Yes, he did. And and a lot of odd guys... behavior out of that coroner. Not only oh the coroner, but the medical examiner at that. They so asked him, they said, it. how many... I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go for it, Josh. You got more they said, uh, there was No, 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 no. They were at, when they asked him the questions that he needed to respond with some serious detail, he would always... He would say something to deflect the question, and he would say, you need to ask the police. When they asked him... What 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 weapons was used uh, against the kids? He said, "Well, all the kids got shot with with the with the long rifle." And then the person said, "Um, I thought the long rifle was in the car." And he was like, "Because there was a rifle in the car." He was like, "Well, then you're gonna have to ask the police." They asked, "What kind of rounds were shot?" At? Well, um, I would probably know best out of all these people because I shoot more. But um, you know, uh, you, you you know, uh, you don't have to ask the police. Like every time they asked him detailed questions, he wouldn't be able to answer. And how many times were the kids shot? They were all shot. All the ones that I autopsied were all shot three to eleven times. And 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 he just goes through the question like it's nothing. It's like oh, dude, dude and it, that kind of thing can get into weird numerology. The three eleven thing, like I don't get me started on that because that's a whole different. That's not my wheelhouse at all. But I'm glad you're getting into this in the the kind of interviewing the people. Because I know Drew's got some on that, and I know Please. Josh got some some notes on that too with the parents. Sure, oh my that's goodness. the thing that Come sticks on. out in my head actually about this whole story is how fucking weird the parents were about uh, inter being interviewed after the fact. They're laughing before they thought the camera camera was rolling. If my kid just got murdered at school, the last thing I'm doing for probably ten years is laughing. 
about anything. I don't care if it's a fart and I love farts, but I don't care if it's, I'm not laughing about shit or being interviewed for that matter. Take an interview for so long, unless it was to send a message. And I would make sure that message was really clear to protect other kids or whatever it was, but it wouldn't be laughing and happy. What about about the next morning? Sorry. I've got two little bits to go into before we start talking about the parents. Please do. With the amount of suing that has happened in the, the last, what, 20 years since this happened, they've sued gun manufacturers, they sued Alex Jones. At no point did anyone actively sue the school for not properly protecting their children. Then That's you take it, into account every single piece, <laughs> every single piece of media is about stopping anyone talking about it. So much that Lieutenant Paul Vance said, he threatened to prosecute as a crime anyone who reported information that contradicted the official narrative. That doesn't come from these microphones is what he said, yeah. which means whatever I say goes and whatever you want to believe is wrong and you're going to get prosecuted for it. So that that is like, wh- are we, where would it be in like Iran or something, bro? Like it's North Korea? Like we, we're not allowed of freedom of speech. So anyways, um, yeah, keep going though. I love I love that, Drew. That was that's that's good, and, good stuff. Right and to there. come back to what Jen and Joe just said, that we have to play devil's advocate that everyone processes trauma differently. Like you said, I wouldn't be acting that way if my child had just been massacred. But we have to leave it to the realm of possibility that some people would, would handle the trauma and loss in different ways. But like you said, the video, particularly of Robbie Parker, is very telling. <laughs> it's very, very strange. All the Can parents. you hear that one? He did. Yeah, he I've got it. A- no, I know. I didn't want to play it on oh, my end because of my computer's being gay. But right. if you, I'll uh, share it on my screen. Oh, sorry. I mean, homosexual. But yeah, if you want to share it <laughs> on your end. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Sure. All right. Play it. Perfect. Uh, I don't hear anything though. Can you hear it now? Turn it up a little. Maybe turn it up a lot. Look at his smile right there. Well, all we got to do, we don't even need to hear the guy because. He, <laughs> okay. Let's just back it up a little bit. Let's yeah, go back yeah, to yeah. Here. Even without okay. the sound. Just right real, the very start. real slow. Hold on guys. So he asked him, he asked the guy right there. Do you want me to read from the card? Mm-hmm. That's, he says that right before he walks up. And the guys and the guys like, yes, look at these guys in the background. All right, go ahead. Here he goes. Everyone looks very confused. He asked right there, do you want me to read from the card? And he says, okay. And here we go. He's smiling right there. And then he goes into hyperventilation mode. And that's what you do as an actor when you want to cry. You you start breathing in and out fast. It's taught in every drama school. He breathes in and he's it's called it's hyperventilation. And he doesn't cry. No tears. This is the next morning after his kid died, his little blonde kid. Oh, you know what's funny is this is actually better without sound to be able For to sure. read the facial expressions. Look He's at a fucking actor. I, I don't have a good eye for anything, but that, that's a, an actor. He, that's crazy. You guys notice the, the title of the, uh, of the thing? Sandy Hook's victims, quote, father. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dude. They always have to tell you, right? They always got to tell you. Now, this right, is what, the... The next caught, morning, okay. What caught me show. is when, when he comes out, it's like he he smiles like, all right, we're really doing this. And then as soon as he gets to the mic, he's like, gets into character. Okay, scene. Yeah. I got to look he's sad. Like, well, I got to look sad. That he just didn't give a shit. fuck about his kid, possibly, because he clicked. No, no good father. Honestly, I don't I don't know how I know three of it. I don't know, Drew, if you have kids, but 
I don't know any guy on this screen that would go the next morning and just do a press conference about the shooting no. at all. No, absolutely you'd be not. Busy mourning the loss of your child, which is significantly more important than talking to any other person on earth. No, I'm besides not the rest shit. of your family. I'm probably not talking to myself at that point. Like if my cat dies, I'm not doing a press conference. And it's not because I care so much. It's just a good excuse. Maybe he just didn't give a fuck about his family or kids. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, maybe he was cheating on his wife and he's like, fucking finally, now I can get out of this. Well, there are a lot of self-serving parents these days who use their kids as uh, something other than being like the love of their life. They're not... They're so selfish, they'll use them as a method to promote themselves more. So I can understand it today, but in that time, still very hard. Well, all the parents, though, were like this, though. All the parents, if you look at every single interview, they're all in this whole mode of we're all in it together. One world, you know, new world order. We're all in it together. We're all going to just forgive the people that did this. We're all going to smile. All of them are up in heaven, smiling down there. And, and as a Christian, you still, at first, you're going to be like, you're going to have some resentment. Even God had fury and rage in, in the new old Testament. You still have human emotions. Have, they're going to be feeling like that. Even if you want to be a full Christian and say, Hey, I forgive this person. He, he had Asperger's, but you're going to be crying for your child. But these people look like they are in a psycho upside down clown world when they're, when they're being interviewed and they're just uh, smiling. She was, she was so gracious. What was going on with it? It sounds like they put a script in front of her. How was grace? Grace was, she was just graceful. She was so it nice. Said, it sounded like she likes they to draw their kids. It was very not, generic. Yeah. And I'm telling like, you, it was, do you it, think it looks like have threatened these parents though? And said, Hey, 100%. you're going to smile for the cameras or we're going to kill you. So that's what I wanted to bring up though. Is that you better cry for the cameras. You better not smile. The, I, if I was threatening them, I would say, you better cry right now. Cry. Okay. Now we're going to interview. Not no, smile. I mean, Please don't no, smile. You no, know, that makes sense because I'm not, I'm saying oh, that's nothing true. off the table with this. And that's what I meant with my yeah. purpose to this is that very true off the table for me. I don't know what happened. I'm just going off what we have available to us. So any of this could be possible. All I know is just like 9-11, it's not what we you're fucking told it was at all For sorry sure. no, Jen's no, right, I, w- though. I, w- I was just saying there no i'm not right or wrong i don't know a lot about this topic to be very honest and i can picture if all of the parents are smiling and acting really weird sure a hundred percent it could be fake and they could be actors i'm on board with that i'm open-minded to that but i mean i know the government is insane and they don't give a fuck about us so they could take a group of people murder their kids and be like hey we'll give you a ton of money but you're also going to smile for the cameras or we'll murder you and the rest of your family or make something else worse happen for you or make your life very uncomfortable but we need gun control laws to come into play right mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. so you're going to smile for the cameras and do what you're fucking right told. so that's where there comes a different <laughs> a couple yeah. different ways of looking at this and there's the extreme ways what Alex Jones is getting sued for is that this never happened. Nobody ever died. And it's just all a blah, 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 blah. Okay. I know the truth is always somewhere in the middle, almost always. So it's not, I look at it as this probably happened to a degree. I don't know what degree I think people did die. I actually do think that actual people died and whether it was by the hand of a crazed gunman or an FBI agent that's trained to do some SEAL Team 6 shit up in this school that's empty and they just staged some people and who knows there's so many fuck there's so many options here when it comes to all the intricacies of this particular case and then it makes you look at all the other cases like uh 
Uh, I don't remember the newest one. I think it was in Florida or fucking oh, the Elvati, the, the, yeah. the Texas one. Yeah, the yeah, Texas. That, that one that, makes you look okay. into all of them. Let me, Can we, let me add, let me add one thing really quick. That'll just take you guys. And go, what? <laughs> okay. In a deposition on five, uh, 21, 2019, Noah Posner versus the author of nobody died at Sandy hook. Uh, the autopsy William, uh, or Wayne Carver said that, he said that the health department and the army helped him and his autopsy crew. And of course, the photographer build a portable autopsy building there at the scene. He said that they did the autopsies at the scene at the school. You when guys, does that happen? you show me any time that they ever, ever do this. Okay. And that's when he said they built this thing. Like, that's what he tried to say because they this did the autopsies. Thing. Yeah. They did the autopsies. <laughs> At the scene, tell me that that is not crazy. So that there's minimal public to be able to see these bodies, and then when they took the bodies, they did it at night when everybody was sleeping. Okay, nobody saw see the any bodies. Reports. Yeah. You couldn't see not the death to, certificates. Not you to mention any of that. Not to mention parents never put eyes on their children, and they're all right. closed casket. Wasn't the he coroner said, for that case well, uh, another coroner for another? High level case. I could be wrong on that one. I don't know. Uh, Dr. Wayne Carver was for, for another. Yeah. I, I don't remember what case it was for, but he did have a major case in Connecticut. That's why he was all famous. But um, he said at 1030 at night is when they transferred the bodies. But that right there has to send chills up your spine. Who in the heck in their right mind? Why would they have the army available that quick? Okay. The army. Oh, all right. The army's activated now. We're going to have the army come so, over and help us build this building. The army has to be activated by the governor and it has to, this is not something that happens like this. So, so hold on a second. Just, just outside perspective, according to the, to the narrative that we have so far, this guy uses three different guns. Uh, he's a twig of a dude in full body armor. Um, they already have supposedly 16 sheriffs or police officers that are already on scene. They have the army within super close call. They have a portable autopsy ready to go. Um, they don't release the autopsy reports. You cannot see the death certificates. All the caskets were closed casket. This Besides is one. No apostle was open casket. Yeah. So, so this is what's crazy about that. If you just Google Sandy Hook shooting, one of the first things that you can find is reference links to other school shootings. There is body cam footage. There is school footage. There is uh, manifestos. There is all of this evidence, some of which and in, leading up to literally 25 years ago when Columbine kicked off this new spree that happened. This was just 2012. The 10-year anniversary was in December of 2022. So it's, it's still relatively new when you're talking about a span of American school shootings and what we would consider an epidemic of school shootings. In every single one of those, including back before they had all of these cameras and specifically to the level that we have them today for lawsuits and everything else where everything's videoed all the time, you still have more video and picture evidence of Columbine than you do of this shooting 15 uh -huh. years after the fact. So. What what boggles my mind is higher not res too back in the nineties than they well, do now. What what yeah. bothers me is that you have all of this stuff, and I could I could I would let one of them slide. I would let two of them slide. Okay, if they had said, you know, here's the bodies being rolled out under a sheet. We're gonna send them to the hospital due to an autopsy. 
no, we didn't have any cops. But out of respect for the families, we aren't going to release the death certificates and they're going to be closed caskets because it's uh, fairly traumatic and it was hard to you know reconstruct the bodies for an open casket. Yeah, I would buy gross. that. Don't look but at you it. would yeah. still see. You would still see video and surveillance evidence at that point, especially in 2012, of everything surrounding it. So all That's of the it's it's not any one of these. It's all of them lined up together. That has nothing like any other school shooting that we've seen. And that this is the big, exactly this, why that this sorry, is so hard for people to wrap their heads around because they're they're not looking at everything that people like Drew and Josh are looking at. They're looking at the whole picture of everything. They're looking at the main narrative and being like. That was tragic. That sucks. Let's ban guns. That's children. It. Not no guns. At everything. Sorry, this, Drew. This, this is the this is the thank you. This is the biggest thing that blows my mind is that since this event, we have seen multiple shootings, police kneeling on people's necks, killing them, getting played again and again mm-hmm. on television, where we can't even access the full nine one one records of people who were recall, calling the police for assistance. The news reported it, but out of respect for the families and the trauma it might cause, we are going to choose selected parts. Mm, yeah. Every other single thing, every other crime or gun violence related crime in America that's happened since, you can access the information yeah. for. Do you remember Why Rotten is it this com? one event so locked down tight? Yeah. And yeah. you guys talked you, about cameras. You can find anything you want on, on the internet. You can find beheading videos like Ben talked about in the last episode. You can find whatever oh. you want in there. But yeah, these crazy are stuff. so dialed Just- down that they're very controlled as to what the fuck you can see about certain events. Okay. There was four cameras set up just like how we have right here. There was four cameras, four, four police cameras, a dash cams filming. And what they had was they have a police report. And what they say is at 958, uh, classroom 11 runs across the dash cam. Nothing. But it says it in the police report. Runs across the dash cam. Cam 2. They run across the dash cam. They, you see absolutely nothing. Classroom 11. Classroom 12. Both come out. And they go cr- across uh, camera number 5. Or number 4. You see nothing. Camera 1. Mrs. Hodgins' class from uh, whatever. Building 16. Goes across the camera. And you see nothing on the camera. And then you see the camera go blue, blue, then come back, blue, come back. And then you see, okay, the only thing you see is a bunch of police officers going in at lunch and placing their lunches on top of that, uh, of the, of the police car and eating. That's the only thing you see of people. So where are the 700 students that they supposedly took out of the school? There is no footage of that. All you have is footage of a lady that's an FBI agent walking with about 16 students behind her. And if you take that photo and you put it into a JP, JPEG, you see that that photo was taken the day before the shooting even happened. It was taken on the 13th and not the 14th. So that looks like it was set up. You see Are no you footage of metadata, all- like looking metadata. Into the metadata. Yes. Okay. And that- then you take into account, Josh, that they've got the one thing that they say debunks the whole thing about students walking around in circles. That's supposedly footage of the drill. Why would news and police helicopters yeah. be filming the drill and recording that? Yeah, there's no actual. That's what of they the did event. record. It's, that's why <laughs> they. <laughs> I'm not saying that this it's is all why. The drill. <laughs> I'm saying that <laughs> if I was to stage something in the future and I was a government agency and I had an agenda, I would definitely have crews filming the set drill that happened right before the event if I wanted to show said footage of an event 
that maybe possibly didn't happen the way we were told. Uh, kind of like the yes, moon landing. Yes. Yeah. Are all of the parents involved in this still 100% on board with the narrative? Are any of the parents looking further into this? They're all dead and replaced. Can, no. can you imagine as a <laughs> not parent not looking... Not even looking into the conspiracy theories. Look at the Madeline McCann case. She was abducted in what, 2006, 2005. Her mm-hmm. parents have been looking into it forever, still to this oh, day. Right. About, where's Johnny? Stop. Madeline McCann was abducted the same year that my daughter Madeline was born. So everyone oh, wow. was like, oh, your daughter's named Madeline. That's weird. Did you hear about the little girl that was just abducted? That's what I got to hear when my daughter was born. Super fun. So that's the conspiracy that I like the most. But her parents were blamed for it initially for neglecting their kids, even though they were just eating dinner and their kids were locked in a hotel room that was a locked, you know, it was like an all-inclusive resort. Uh, Either way. Uh, sorry. Yeah, after you heard that your daughter, you named your daughter after that, you're like, oh, that, I made a mistake. Saying so, so wow. is, isn't there one parent from Sandy yeah. Hook that's looking into this further? That's like the the black sheep of Sandy Hook, you know? The media did such a great job of spinning it all. And Joe, could you please try and play the news coverage call I've got in the link there? I think yes, it's the issue of the sound uh, not playing because the very bottom one. I think it's not yeah, playing the way I've got set up my call. mic. Hang on. So well, I'm gonna, okay. Restore it, page. No, don't restore page, Chrome. You fuck. Last time you did this, what? You it really sets the tone for how the media has portrayed everything moving on from this point. But, but that it's all you, about good. So it's all about the family's emotions and the trauma that they've gone through and trying to protect families. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. But look at the way the media plays. It's definitely scripted. All right. Let me know if you can hear this. Well, for the first time, we are hearing the 911 calls from the day a gunman walked into Sandy Hook Elementary and opened fire. Scott Thuman's been listening to these calls. He joins us now in our satellite center with the details. Scott. Allison, these tapes are very controversial. Prosecutors argued that the recordings could cause the victim's families more pain. They are indeed dramatic, which is why we have chosen not to air them. Instead, we have selected these red portions to help paint a picture of what happened, the timeline, and police response. In a breathless voice, this, one of the first of many 911 calls made from inside elementary. Mm -hmm. Somebody has a gun, the caller says. I saw a glimpse of somebody running down the hallway. Okay, responds the dispatcher. They're still running. They're still shooting. Sandy Hook School, please. More calls for help from different parts of the school. And among 911 operators, a realization of just how grave the situation. I keep hearing shooting. I keep hearing popping, says this caller. The dispatcher. Guys, we got a shooting at Sandy Hook Elementary School in Newtown. That's why 911 is ringing off the hook. Dispatchers urged callers to take cover and asked about the welfare of the children as they could hear more shots in the background. Within four minutes of the first 911 call, officers arrived, but they didn't enter immediately. Fears and confusion of a possible second shooter kept them at bay for another five to six minutes. There's still shooting going on. Please, please. What about injuries at this time? Asked the dispatcher. I don't know of any injuries right now. We later learned that 20-year-old Adam Lanza, who had killed his mother before driving to the school, killed 20 (laughs) children and six adults. This teacher called from inside her classroom. She'd already been shot in the foot. Okay, are you safe right now? Asks the dispatcher. I think so. My classroom door is not locked. 
Okay, is there anyone who can lock the classroom door while being safe? Is safe to do so? No, responds the caller. Okay, okay, just try to stay where you are. There's children in the room too, says the teacher. Try to apply pressure, okay? We have people coming, okay? Adam Lanza killed himself just one minute after police first arrived on the scene. So those who have analyzed the timeline say at this point, it is still unclear if the delayed entry by police made any difference. Candace. Oh, oh my, my God. That God. was written by chat GPT. That is bullshit <laughs> all the way. So I saw so, a glimpse of somebody coming down the hallway. Is that something you say in a moment of panic? Sorry. That sounds like a quote no, to me. Glimpse isn't a word that you would say <laughs> in a moment a of person. panic. Yeah. Where is that lady that got shot in the foot? She I thought he only to- went into... I thought he only went into building nine and 10. Which yes. building was she in? And there were no injuries. So either yes. she had to have been killed later, but she, yeah. There's a lot uh, of mis- This is where like we pivot from. They're the trying event to cover that up, though, Drew. Because yeah. if, you, if you look at the Wikipedia page, the number of injured victims is officially two. So they do, they do have. The okay, plot so. Thickens. So now. I thought, okay, so I wonder where she was injured then. She said that she was, she said that she was a teacher and she was in the classroom with the students, but it's, it said that he, she went, he went through the, he went through the front of the building. He killed four people. And then he went into building 10 and building, uh, building nine and then building 10. And then he shot himself. So I wonder how that lady got, got shot. Uh, there was actually another funny thing is there was actually a car outside and they said that the bullet, uh, ricoch- ricocheted off and, and ended up hitting this car and there was two two shots through the car that, that looked like there's no possible way it went through that direction and all you have is a two two three round or five five six how is it going to shoot through the building and go through this car they're like this they, they try to dramatize it like the, the 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 bullets came all the way through the the uh the school and hit this car it's like okay um have you did you guys do you guys uh another thing I want to bring up real quick is Gene Rosen. Do you guys did you guys kind of like ever see this guy get interviewed? No. Uh Gene Rosen. I wish we would have had oh man, I wish I would have had you guys can look it up on YouTube and pull it up if you want. This guy is super sketchy, dude. Uh he says that the that these kids, okay, so his house is actually it almost connects to the firehouse, okay? And and it's kind of interesting. He says that uh he said that a bus driver drops off six kids in front of his house. And he's like, I walked outside and, and these kids are, are just going crazy. He's like, I thought they were, uh, I thought they were like Girl Scouts or something, or I thought they were like, uh, I thought they were like, uh, practicing for a play is what he said. And they told me that, um, he said that the bus driver dropped these kids off in the front of his house, which is crazy. Right. Um, did you, did you send it to him? Yeah. yeah if, it. Dude, if you want to look every single news coverage, he says the same exact thing. And guess what Gene Rosen is? Gene Rosen is a actor a real actor he does stage performances and everything so they have this guy (laughs) if you look at this guy he's just he is just uh uh creepy sketchy and he has a bunch of toys in his i don't know if it's on this one but he has a bunch of toys in his house with no kids and he said i had them all play with these toys right here and i and i made them uh cookies and and it's 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 just it's totally uh it's it's weird drew is the link right here yeah yeah that's okay i'll play it Let's see if it'll play. staccato shots. They're very quick. Boom, 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 boom. And I thought, how obnoxious. Why, why would a hunter do that? But I didn't think much of it. I walked outside right there. And I looked down here. No tears. 
Yeah, he's just walking away from the camera. Yep. Hyperventilating. They were sitting there. They were sitting there. And I had no idea why they were there. And I went down there. And there was a school bus driver. And she said, there's been an incident. And I said, well, just come in the house. And that's how it started. But I, I brought him in the house. These are the stuffed animals they had. And one of the little girls said, this is my name. I think her name was Emma. And then over the next 30 minutes, they just described what happened, little by little. And these two boys kept saying, we can't go back to school. We can't go back to school. Our teachers, I've got the testimony of how his story changed quite a bit, too. <laughs> oh my god i can't take that in. oh my god i can't do any more okay okay all right sorry sorry let me, let me exit <laughs> but this. You know, that's worse than watching like a b-rated <laughs> fucking film while you're stoned as hell like that's just so, such bad acting he kept changing his story initially so bad initially his story was he encountered the six kids who allegedly came to him and in different interviews he in various claims he found the kids just after feeding his cats in the loft just after going to breakfast and just after coming home from breakfast, his testimony mm. completely conflicts with the school bus driver and the official report. Right. And the, wh why are the kids on a school bus? Okay. The, the school has already started. They're already in class. And all of a sudden they, they end up going out of class and it was Miss Soto's classes where they, they, they said they came from. She's the one that got killed. And then, then six people died. And then Adam Lanza shot himself. So these six kids go out of the classroom, jump on a school bus with some supposed school bus driver. And he drops the kids off at some pedophile's house that has a bunch of toys in his side, inside of his house. And nah, he's like, nah, come on it. Come on in for uh, come on in for uh, cookies and milk, and the kids go inside of there like no problem, and and the guy doesn't even call the police. He doesn't call the police. He just sits in there with these kids, has them eat, and the school bus driver's like, "Okay, I'll release them to you. You look like they're a grandpa or something." I don't know what they thought, dude. Now, that's them play completely. With your this, this bro, two, that's completely insane. That would never two, happen. There's two links of this guy. That I went to click on to try and find the original videos, they've been scrubbed. There's one of him walking slowly around the firehouse, ambling around. Oh, yeah. Then there's another sure. video of him rehearsing his lines. And I say this supposedly what? because the links yes. no longer work. I'm not lying. Oh, He's rehearsing his lines. Like a crazy conspiracy theorist. And like, the newscaster. Anymore, bro. No, but Josh the newscasters is, oh, tell them. They, there's no way the kids would be at his house if the shooting was happening. Like, school hadn't ended yet. They don't dismiss kids. No, the whole thing is ridiculous. Like, and this is what I was talking about before that nobody looks into all these different Jesus. angles. So they look at one angle and go, this is what happened is very sad and tragic. We should ban guns or whatever. They don't look into all these crazy angles. And once you start pulling on a thread and you start finding where that thread ends, it's like, whoa, something is fucking weird about this. And then you're like, People are like, uh, no, you're crazy, actually, because that's but not what the news told us. Yes, and that brings this up. Show. Truth, you can't question it. This let's get it, to this point. Let, a tragedy, no, tragedy ahead, happens. Drew, I will let There's you a... take off on that. I have to piss, <laughs> so you okay. take off. All right, go. Well, no worries. So this is this is the, the whole series of events. There's the tragedy that occurs. There's the investigation stage in which information is very hard to come across, even to this day. And then mm -hmm. it pivoted into the point where if you try to question or research the information, you're instantly labeled a conspiracy theorist or someone who's trying to besmirch the lives of those children. 
so much that there's a 60 minute interview that was recorded later on, many years later, where one of the fathers has to have a disguise (laughs) on because conspiracy theorists are threatening his life, calling him a liar. Yeah, and I've got the interview link there for Joe to play when he gets back. Yeah, okay. They're really pushing this this idea that if you try to find any information out on it, you're a terrible person. And that goes back. That goes back to the original thing of uh, what you guys said earlier about the interview of. the guy basically saying, I'm going to say what I'm going to say from this pulpit. And if you say anything other than that, you can be prosecuted. It's this idea of we are going to give you the information that we want you to have. You will accept it. You will not question it. You will not dig for it. And if you do, we're going to come after you for digging for it, much less if you fucking say anything on and much less if you say something on a platform. Like, Jacinda, don't put it really well. Where are your single source of truth? Right. As a father, would you do that? If someone killed your kid, would you be like, oh, I guess I'll just wear a facial disguise because people are threatening me. Come after me, bitch. Fuck you. I don't yeah. I don't mean to cuss, but well, no, especially uh-huh. right at that moment. If, 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 if your kid dies and people are are genuinely defaming it, I, I would be inviting any of those guys to come hey. to my house. Any of those people, I'm like, oh, no, please come on right now. Especially I will fuck your day up. I don't give a shit. Yeah. My kid just yeah. died. I mean, like like Josh said, you know, even if you're trying to live by every Christian tenant, yes, I'm going to forgive this this person. Yes, I understand that, you know, they still at the end of my life deserve the forgiveness. Okay, that's fine. But in that moment and for years afterwards, you are going to want to wreck face on anybody that even comes close to it. You're not going to be hiding in your hole. That doesn't make any sense. Yes. And also, I want to I say this. Okay, look like you're going to play something. Um, okay, you guys can play that. I'll wait. Oh, so no, wait, there should be a story maybe? attached to it. Facial disguise. Um, it's a 60 minute story if you go down. Sandy right. Hook father is forced to wear. Oh, oh, oh there we go. go. Okay. Let's oh, play this. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's it. Play it. No, oh, I'll no. go down a bit more, maybe. Oh, that's. um. Alex, where I'll try. Sure. There it is, right there. This one. But there you go. A man who's so concerned about his the loss of his children, he puts on a disguise because he's getting death threats from conspiracy theorists saying he's lying. Randy Posner. Oh, I know this guy. He, he does this. Look at how because old he's he is. worried about he's worried about his identity, but he's happy to join in the family group of suing everyone into oblivion. Oh my. Okay, here we go. Gosh. So it's it's guy? actually. Yeah, it's actually just uh, a kind of a slideshow. Yeah, okay. So it's not a video. I thought it was a video. But still, but but still, you see what they're doing? They're putting that on his face. They're that's just more drama they're adding to it. Okay, so um, that's Lenny Posner. I'm I'm familiar with him. Noah Posner. um, Actually, if you guys look it up, uh, oh man, I need to find this part. I had it in my notes. if you look it up, Noah Posner, there's a picture of a guy, a kid in Pakistan that got killed in another shooting uh, two years later, and they are two years earlier, and they have a pic- they have a picture of Noah Posner that they're holding up as somebody that had passed away in Pakistan. Okay, I'm uh, not lying. Dude, okay? Didn't the same <laughs> thing happen with uh, David Hogg or whatever that uh, th- w- w- went on with the? Uh... Oh fuck, I don't remember what. 
what PsyOp U is a part of. Well, David, David Hogg was, David was, was the Hogg one that like went like, yeah, yeah. David Hogg was the one that was 15. He spoke at an anti-gun rally, right? I believe it was right after uh, this event and did the whole, we will take away your guns and, and started going like this. And everybody, you know, they put it all over the news and shit. And he was Adam's, on something yeah. else. Like he, look, he looks that. like, and he looks like Lanza. Coincidence. Sure. Okay. But they look <laughs> that, that, that was Stoneman Douglas also, high school shooting. And all the people that are, okay, this is another thing. These kids are, are five and six years old that, that died. Look at the average age of the women. I was just oh, thinking that. Dude, they 40, all look like super old senators. The average, the average age is 42 years old. Okay. That's the average age of yeah. the women. Fuck, the I was men just thinking that. The men is even higher. So you got people that are like 56 years old having a little six-year-old kid. That does not make sense. And they're their actual blood child, they say. Hey, so it good looks for them. Like, I mean, if they're still yeah. shoot, if they're still shooting that at that 50, like uh good for them. And that's something you can't say, hey, you know, like me, I'm 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 39 and my my child is young. I, I get it, you know, but every single kid, every single adult, every single parent is that old, like they're in their 40s or 50s, most of them. It's really actually, Josh, this, you, you're an this, exception. You're shooting fucking American military loads. Like you're dropping <laughs> bombs. <laughs> I, had, I had a kid like every year for the last three years. So yeah, maybe it is. I don't know. I thought it was. <laughs> He's a busy guy. So, I thought they tried to... so before we get, get out of here, I don't know how many more notes you guys have, but before we get out, I want to kind of zero in on the fact that the that sandy hook school was kind of a facade or a an old school that didn't necessarily wasn't like maybe in operation at the time do you i know josh knows about this drew do you do i you do know? this well there's conf there's confirmed reports that the school was actually being renovated to remove asbestos prior to the events happening which is not unheard of schools go through renovation processes right. especially to remove asbestos but the timeline not, not makes it very to hard. You off, to but I, this is a point that I always think about with these things is that the official narrative is always super believable. And they always, always have plausible. a very, yeah. very plausible explanation for why something was like it was, even though it's kind of odd, like, oh, removing asbestos or whatever. It's always <laughs> something that people just kind of go, oh, that makes sense. Let's go along. Yeah, with I'm not a scientist. Happens. I don't know how asbestos works. It sounds bad. I don't want that in my school. Right. Cancer. Right. Um, it, they had high levels. They had high levels of PCP, it says. And I'm not, I'm not talking about the drug PCP, but they said it has high levels of PCP. There was no handicap ramp. So I don't know how they even were operating anyways. There was asbestos in the building. High levels of lead in the paint. There was mold on the walls. If you saw pictures of Sandy Hook, you can see mold on the inside of the building and on the outside of the building as if it's not been running at all. There's also bushes that were really high up. It looks like they haven't been landscaped at all in, in like a while. Um, there, was, there was a lot of stuff that um, this gentleman, Wolfgang Helbig, kind of brought up. Also, guys, here's something that is just like insane. No trauma helicopters uh, were called whatsoever. Soon as at 9.50, when that 911 call happened, and you know that there's a shooter inside an elementary school, what is the first thing that yeah. that 911 operator should have done? Helicopters should have been in the sky immediately. Why would you not do that? Even if they're, even if all of them are presumed dead, no matter what, they should have had helicopter in the sky immediately because 
They should have took those kids to the hospital. Instead, they had police officers go in there and declare all of them dead instead of them being able to be declared dead by a doctor. There should have been 10 helicopters in the sky immediately. It was like an eight-minute flight from, from where well, the helicopters would have been point, to that to school. That point, they, uh, they call helicopters out here when somebody's going super fast on the freeway. They're, they call the, the highway patrol helicopter out here when somebody's like, Oh, he might be running from the cops. Not when he just murdered fucking children. Well, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say is even if the only only people, even if the only first responders that arrived were police officers, they would have matched that force in the sky with a police helicopter. Maybe not an EMS one, but they would have at least matched it with a police helicopter. Why? Because if nobody else is on the scene, everyone is dead. They need to track where that killer is going to go. And a helicopter is the best way to be able to make sure that he maintains line of sight. And on the, top of the, that, it had oh, they sure. have done that, they would have overhead surveillance footage. And like we just saw, it looks more like they had the video surveillance footage of the day before. And this is another thing, okay? They blocked up the, the street to go into that school so much that no EMS could make it to the school. So the kids that were supposedly injured, they took them in a police car down to the EMS and the EMS drove them, the ones that they said did go to the hospital, which I never saw those kids interviewed. Mm -hmm. I have no clue where those kids went. And where are the 700 kids? If I went through a, a school shooting, right. I would probably write a book right now saying, I survived Sandy Hook. My name like is Josh did about Columbine. I would have yeah. wrote a yeah. book saying, I survived this is what I went through. There would have been 700 kids right now doing interviews saying, hey, I was one of the kids in Sandy Hook. Nowhere. All you see is one kid on Dr. Oz. And what did he say? I thought it was a drill, Dr. Oz. I thought it was a drill. That's what he said. All he I probably, hear was probably clink, did. clink. <laughs> yeah. Because Even, it probably was a drill that went live. That's probably what no, happened. Sorry, Drew, <laughs> Drew, I will let you talk. It's my bad. I cut you off. <laughs> sorry. Okay. Continue. The last thing that I'd have to mention is that there was no biohazard cleanup. Blood at any crime scene at a car accident is considered a biohazard and has to be cleaned up. If you've got 26 fatalities, children and adults, conservatively, there would be around 75 litres to 20 gallons of blood. And there was no cleanup done. When people pressed the departments who cleaned it up, it was never done. There was no cleanup. The cleanup was demolishing the school and it, rebuilding right? it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As you do in a normal, you know, shooting, you just burn the motherfucker down because why would you deal with cleaning up all that blood? Just burn it. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. Uh, that's that's true. And, the, and they said who they were actually uh, Wolfgang Helbig was asking who did the cleanup and he, he tried to he's trying to find out. And he's digging and digging and digging. He had to take them to court. And it, and it's stuff that actually is um, is stuff that because we're taxpayers, right? Are we taxpayers? Yeah, we're paying all Fucking this money. Yes. So when something happens at a school, we legally can go into the department and find out what happened. But what did they do? Are we closing up? Okay, uh, it's pretty soon here. Sorry, I, um, I, I have maybe a few things to to uh, to offer. No, yeah, we can do. do we up. can totally do closing comments here. We're just winding down. Like I think yep. we, this is a great fucking breakdown, especially. For I don't. I don't think you know. make Josh wind down. He's so full of passion and energy. <laughs> yeah, I think he's at his <laughs> peak. Don't right know how he gets a breath in. <laughs> he's high on the Lord, dude. Don't don't do it. <laughs> Jesus this, is, this is like for me this is like i'm very passionate about this because i i know that jesus christ is the way the truth the life right so the truth is is so important to me i believe the bible is absolute truth and that's it everything else is just what we right. try to make it not so anyways, your truth not their truth the truth 
there is always the the truth anyway so we have okay so there was some interesting stuff with uh there was a the sign that's in the background that said everyone must check in there was a list that at where's that list located where can we find that list of everyone must check in what does that mean uh there was a news reporter that was reporting and behind him it said there was a blinking light saying everyone must check in that's probably the cia the fbi the all the people that were at the scene that's another thing how do you get FBI, state troopers. If if something happens over here in Rialto, uh, there's probably going to be Rialto PD there. You're not going to have FBI, uh, Secret Service, CIA, uh, at the least president. Not immediately, <laughs> it's going to take a little time to get those guys. How do you out? have all these people at the scene? The FBI is walking kids out. You know, it says the lady has an FBI shirt. You know, and she's walking twenty or sorry, fifteen kids out. Dude, you know, you it's can like, buy an FBI windbreaker on Amazon for like fifteen ninety nine. <laughs> like it's not, it's not crazy. So I've been a booby inspector for a long time. Before, <laughs> yeah. before our closing comments would have to be like, I would have to ask Drew, like, what do you think, brother? And then I, you can ask me the same. Yeah, let's you get guys, off the fence. We'll do it uh, those conspiracy style or those conspiracy guys style, and be like, let's get off the fence, Drew. Are you? In the middle of the fence, which side are you on? Let's go. I'm still I'm still in the middle of the fence that I know that governments at the best of times can use average citizens as collateral damage. But at the same time, there's a lot of fuckery going around with this that supposedly a whole heap of new families moved to the area in the years prior to it. If governments are playing a long game and using people as pawns, that's easily plausible. Um, you've got the fact that charities started funds for the families the day that it happened. Who's that proactive? And starting a fund for the families <laughs> as it's happened. Ever to do it's, that. There's too much going on with this that it's not a clean cut case. No. And I, there's no, so many anyway, questions but... around the shooter that I don't think it was him as the shooter, but there were definitely people that were killed. Right. Right. And that's, I would kind of agree with that as to like 9 11, there's people that go all the way crazy to be like the, the planes were holograms. Holograms. And- those those buildings never came down like i'm not gonna go that far because i saw the buildings not there a year later so whatever was there wasn't there the next year so i there are some things that are real in our reality like if you take a a shotgun blast to the face you're gonna look different that's just a fucking reality okay um if, if a if a building gets taken down it gets taken down how that happened is up for debate so it's the same thing with these kind of uh scenarios where whatever we're told happened you can believe it up to the point that you find evidence that you can't believe it anymore and this is what we've done tonight is shown that there are certain things that don't fucking add up that you should at least mull around a little bit i'm not saying you have to believe everything go check it out for yourself i i'm not telling you what to think at all and definitely don't sue me you motherfuckers whoever whoever <laughs> like uh was suing alex jones don't sue me first of all you're not going to get a goddamn dime out of me because the media, uh, is taking, the media wants <laughs> to have the power that that concept whatever they want you can tell what it is once you start to see how the media works you can't unsee it so just keep going right. with that people whoever is listening to this once you see what the media is doing they're taking however the mass amount of people that are kind of sheepish and you know just want to go along with whatever and be comfortable and not think outside the box they're counting on people believing them and you you can't do that because they just they want to take your attention and divert it one way or the other i don't know where i sit with this i'm 
I'm with you, Drew, in a sense. I definitely think people died, but I also think there's a lot of fuckery going on. It could be a whole fake situation and it doesn't matter. All that it did was divert people's attention to like guns are bad and we should make guns not a thing anymore. Like that's what I, people I don't know. need I to just, look at. Is I go to dumb broader agenda that's going on yeah. where what happened after that? People were way more okay with just uh, nobody should have guns ever because, you know, that works so well with drugs. And it's the same thing with 9-11 where they're like, you know what? We should just go after terrorists and we should um, bomb anybody that has bombs because that makes sense. Because in our county, everyone has guns and everyone's totally fine. No, we don't have go to the store and here. be totally uh, fine. Well, no shootings we, at all. We, dropped, we have a lot of guns here. We dropped off. Okay, how much weaponry and everything did we leave in Afghanistan? We left Fuck. $7 billion. Ten billion. Now, now listen. Are, now, are we seeing a bunch of school shootings happening in Afghanistan? They say more guns, more school shootings. Do you see a We're bunch of tanks being driven it, through? Yeah, they're using the Black Hawk helicopters in, in uh, <laughs> Afghani schools now. <laughs> Hellfire. I'm just saying. <laughs> think about it. If it's more guns, more shootings, we're not seeing uh, on the news. Oh, uh, school shooting here because of the AR-15s or the M. I'm sorry, the uh, M4s that we left in Afghanistan. But so I, I believe this is a capstone event. Uh, a capstone event is where it starts out with like the, on the president's desk and then it gets approved by him and it goes down the chain of command in the military. Um, I'm on a need to know basis. I'm fueling a helicopter in Kuwait. I don't know where that helicopter's going. I have no clue. I don't know what it's going to go shoot, what that guy's mission is. All I know is my own mission. So I believe that everybody had their own mission and they're, they're on a need to know basis. And I believe that this was a, a, a drill gone live and I, I mean, I'm not going to say nobody died because I don't want to get sued either, but I'm going to tell you guys, go to BitChute and put in Sandy Hoax, okay, and watch some videos, do some research. Don't don't take this, this uh, Mockingbird media, the CIA media, and, and for what they say because it, that's, that's crazy. Once you dig into secret societies, you know about black nobility, the Jesuits, you know about the Freemasons, you know about the Illuminati, you know about all these think tanks, the Bilderberg groups, and you know that Satan is at the top of the chain, Lucifer, on all the secret societies, and you know that I believe that Lucifer is running all this stuff, then then you understand that the deceiver is here. So when you're watching these events unfold, you need to dig deeper on every event. Ovaldi, the Florida school shooting, all these false flags that I believe happen. We need to dig deep because what happens is, guys, I believe the Bible is real and revelation is unfolding in front of us. And what's going to happen in revelation? What's going to happen is you're going to get the mark of the beast. And what are they going to do? They're going to have to come to you and tell you're not going to be able to buy, sell, or eat without this. We're going to kill you or kill your children. You take the mark of the beast and bow down to this antichrist or you don't. So what happens is they need to take all the guns away from the Americans for this to happen because all the other countries, including Drew's country, they all strip their weapons because of school shootings. So they want to do the same thing here. So I believe this is an event to take. Now, also, they're starting to this, this event uh, 2030, or, or I'm sorry, the Agenda 2030, where they're going to take you and they're going to put you in a smart city and make you live the way they want you to live. Do you believe that Americans with guns loaded to the core are going to allow them to come into our city and say, no, we're going to move you to a smart city because your, your carbon footprint is too big? No. We're not going to do that. We're going to go and fight. And that's the way we are. But what happens is they're going to slowly take away weapons where we can't go against the military or another military because they don't want us to be able to fight against tyranny. They want us to have a gun that has maybe 10, 
that can load 10 uh, bullets and then you'll be able to maybe shoot, but you have to open the weapon up to even take the magazine out and then close it and you're going to be killed by then, okay? So I think they're going to slowly take away the ammo. They're going to start taking away the, the, the bigger guns that could go against the military to where we're only left with little 22s maybe. I think that's going to happen. And, and they're, they're slowly using all these events to do that. So we got to understand that we need to stay diligent. Okay, everybody, we need to understand that we need to be able to protect our family. And we need to know that the devil seems like he's in charge of all these secret societies and they're making moves. They're playing 5D chess. We all need to stop playing checkers. We need to start playing 5D chess as well. And that's what I think we need to look into these events. They're very important. Each event that happens, this whole COVID thing, everything that's happening is the new world order moving and marching forward. And they're taking more and more rights away from us as citizens. So we need to prepare ourselves for battle. And we need to make sure that we fight to keep these guns. I don't care if school shootings happen every single week from now on. We need to make sure that we're protecting our own family, our own kids, our own house, okay? And we need to band together when all this tyranny happens and make sure that we're ready for war, okay? That's my that's my message. And make sure you pick up your Bible and you start reading and you get closer to God because that is the only thing that's going to save you. It's not going to, there's no Donald Trump, there's no priest, there's no pastor, there's nobody that's going to save you. Your salvation is between you and God only. Your wife can't save you, your kids, nobody. So you need to pick up that Bible, start reading, and be ready for battle, spiritually Dude. and physically. Josh, I agree 100% with everything you just said in a slightly variated way, but it doesn't really matter because I 100% I agree. And uh, coming from a Christian background myself, I know what you're getting at, and that's why I agree with you. And there is something, there is something out there, and you can call it whatever you want, and you can call, you know, evil or God or whatever you want. You can call it whatever you want. There's everybody feels it, whether you want to or not. Everybody knows this thing is happening right now. Everybody can feel it. So whatever your background is or whatever your you know personal idea of god or the devil is you know something's going on and you know it's a one plus a zero or a you know a minus plus a plus or whatever whatever binary system you want is that's happening right now that's it's clashing there's something coming at us and it's for you and everybody knows that people are waiting for someone to tell them about it, though. Don't wait for CNN to tell you about Satan coming for you. It's there. Or don't wait for a podcast to tell you about it. Yeah. Just don't know in your heart. Fuck. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Stop waiting for someone to tell you when you feel that. I totally agree with you, Josh. Yeah, 100 percent. And I, I think I had more to say, but you kind of took the words out of my mouth. So well, well done. <laughs> True. Closing comments. Uh, from your Aussie ass in the Arvo over there. Um, it's Arvo. Just, uh, it is, is the it Arvo. Arvo. It's the afternoon. It's just oh. on five thirty. Oh. Um, going back to what Josh said, it's definitely true about slowly whittling away rights for for guns. It's happened in Australia. We've got firearms still, but it's very regulated. Western Australia just put a ban on all firearms that are considered long range. So they've taken away 50 BMGs. Anything that's considered a long range rifle is now illegal. So it's just stripping away things incrementally. And I think for the listeners, you really need to look at what's happened in Australia. And that's the template, what they're trying to do in the States. And it's unsuccessfully hasn't happened as quickly, but I can see it happening long-term. Um, have a listen to the episode I did with Ghost about Port Arthur, and you'll see a lot of similarities with Sandy Hook there. 
Oh no, I, I definitely listened to that episode, and it I had no idea about Port Arthur, so definitely go check out uh, Drew's show with Ghost because they're the homies. Um, <laughs> ben, do you got anything else before you ass out? Because I know you're about to go to bed till four a.m. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I think pretty much everybody summed it up. I'm definitely aligning more with Drew on it. Where if I take a back seat because I wasn't there, I I obviously something happened again make the 9-11 comparison i think uh something happened people died the who's the how's the why's that's the part that we aren't probably ever going to know and i think that that's the one of the most important parts people want to focus on the lives that were lost and i'm not saying that there isn't a time for that but the whole idea of of focusing on the lives being lost is so we can figure out the who's the why's in the house so we make sure that doesn't happen again and when information is limited to us on the on those aspects it's very easy to point a finger at the one thing that is the front image of every time it's associated with those lives lost and i think that that's a very dangerous slope i think that that is um like drew said it, it you see it happening and have has happened in other countries and i think that that's definitely what it's going for but um yeah i i, I don't i'm kind of right on the fence with it is i i wouldn't go one way or the other because i think that that is uh not only grossly negligent but i think it's completely naive and unwise to go in one direction or another when we are as limited with our information as we have so uh yeah good talk good episode i hope i hope somebody finds some shit that even if uh you know you don't ever find the truth i i hope that you look for it and that this has opened up that eye enough that you'll start looking at other things that don't make sense so that's what i think is the more important thing than the who the why the where the what all these things that we look into is that you're looking into it period so the fact right. that somebody is listening to this looking into this and wondering the who the why the what who the why the what whatever doesn't really matter because you're you probably are never going to find that out anyway but the fact that you're looking into it is more important to me that you're using your brain to question things that you were spoon-fed your whole life and just expected to accept and so many people do that to the point that it's gross when you see somebody who does uh, i mean where we're at now three years into this show it's unfathomable to me to the people that just accept what they're spoon fed every day. And I don't, I try to meet, try to meet people where they're at, but at the same time, I'm like, do you not see this? And you can't, like I said, you have to go back years in shows like this that are an hour and a half long, trying to show the, the very details of why we're thinking like we think. And you can't do that in a three second conversation with somebody who's like, <laughs> Why do you think the vaccines are bad? You know, or whatever the fucking topic is. But it's, I, yeah. It, I, I, gotta have to, I, have to end, I have to end with one thing that I have to definitely end with, and it'll be short and sweet. Okay. So <laughs> CNN, they're like the biggest liberal station in America, right? And they, they have no problem with 63 million children dying from abortion. And those are innocent children. Innocent blood is being shed. But they all of a sudden care about these 20 innocent children that died because they're already out of the womb. But these people do not care That's because about because it wasn't the mother's choice, dude. You got to remember where they're coming from. <laughs> yeah. it wasn't the so mother's think about choice. this, guys. You see why it's clown upside down inverted world. They're trying to act like I care about these 20. I care about your lives about dying from COVID, but I don't care about these innocent children. Blood is being shed and God hates 
innocent blood being shed. He said he he said that he it's it's an abomination to him. Okay, so we need to be careful. These people are Anderson Cooper. Oh, hey guys, these 20 innocent children died today. Oh my goodness. I am so sad. I, I'm gonna be with the families and I'm gonna be at their, their vigil. But he's over here yeah. saying abortion is good. I love abortion. Kill these kids. Man, come on, guys. This is upside down clown world. Let's understand that. It's all rubbish. Meant to gun control is ridiculous. Everything we're seeing right now is ridiculous. I don't care what your perspective is. Uh, Josh, I love you, buddy. And you're a Christian and I grew up Christian. I know where you're coming from and everything is ridiculous. And Christians, like I said, should be the biggest conspiracy theorists in the world. So everybody can agree on this though. Drew's in Australia. Ben's down my street right now. But yeah, we, we all agree on the same thing. <laughs> I'm in California thing. too. I'm close to you guys too. I think you guys are up north and I'm down here. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, and your cat's asshole just went in front of my face. <laughs> That's cool. Well, yeah. Speaking right, of starfish cats, and the cat. Do you know what's so Dude. crazy about this whole situation, how clown worldish it is? They're now going after Alex Jones's cat. I heard about preparations oh, I saw for that. it. Yes. There you go. Planet like Retard report. Right? Uh, yeah, no. We saw that. All right. And with that, I got to bounce. That's fucking ridiculous. We went, we went too far. <laughs> All right, guys. I will see you guys later. Love you, Ben. I was gonna do an outro for you, but I just oh, I just did laugh track. I will outro myself. Love you guys. That works. Ben. All right, you guys. Thanks everybody for joining us. Drew, you can find him. You're missing the point. And Josh Monday, Christian and Conspiracy Podcast on YouTube and podcast feeds. Anything else you guys want to add before we wrap this thing up? Uh, I was just say thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, make sure you guys leave a five-star review for Legit Bat on Apple Podcast. Subscribe to this on Rockfin. Leave some comments. Let us know, hey, you guys are crazy. What are you thinking? Or let us know, hey, man, this is pretty interesting stuff. Um, but make sure that you guys support Legit Bat. These guys, Joe, man, he literally helped me start my podcast. He's a great individual. He helped me step-by-step on how to fix uh, everything to my mic works and everything. He's a beautiful person inside and out and support this show, share this show and and anything you could do because Joe, I mean, I know he's always like making jokes, but he's actually a wonderful, wonderful, beautiful person on the inside and out. And I understand why Jen married this guy. He's a great person. I'm telling you. I agree with you a hundred percent, Josh. (laughs) Support the show guys. And if you guys can check out Drew, we work hard. Okay. I wake up tomorrow morning at 5 8 or 4 30 to do a podcast at 4 30. I'm doing one tonight at nine. We work hard Dude. to support Drew's show as well. That's it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys. God is great Thank you. all the time. Love you guys. Drew, love you. <laughs> Any final closing thoughts, words of wisdom, anything? I don't think there's anything that Josh hasn't said already, and it'd just be me doing it with an Australian accent. So I'll save the listeners <laughs> trouble great. trying to decipher what I'm saying. But yeah, absolutely. Go and check out Josh's stuff. Fantastic work. Legit Bat. Go on their Telegram. If you want to see the spiciest memes on the internet, go on Legit Bat's Telegram. It is perfect. Uh, we have some crazy <laughs> uh, people in the Telegram. Yeah, shout out Chance again. <laughs> I don't know how many shows this is in a row that I've shouted him out, but Chance, Hotep, Zach, uh, Chemo from Hawaii. Everybody in there. Chemo, I love Chemo. Great great community. And uh, if you want to get in on the, uh, like, you know, hang out with fellow listeners, 
Oh, Jesus Christ. That was someone oh, just sorry. posted in the telegram that Rick Mail was their favorite actor. And I was so excited because Drop Dead Fred was like my favorite movie from the 80s. I don't know if you all have ever seen that movie. Yes, that was Uncle I'm, Rob. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, Rick Mail is Drop oh, Dead Uncle Fred. Rob, crazy Uncle Rob. Okay. Shout out into. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't follow the telegram. I just kind of watch here and there like a creeper. But I just monitor it to make sure that um, it's not too racist. And so far, it hasn't been too <laughs> racist. So that's good. I mean, according to my standards. But anyway, we'll wrap this thing up. All right. All right. Cool. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, everybody. Sorry about Bye. the Clint Card Report. Uh